All righty, welcome back to part two of NBA Takes. It's your host, Bruce with D, bro. And on this episode, we got the classic man back from those millennial podcasts. Kev, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be back with you guys. Uh, I'm highly anticipated. I'm, re- I'm really excited to be on here with you guys. And also making her return is Gabby. How's it going, Gabby? Hey, guys. What's up? So on this episode, man, I I went back and listened to that whole episode. And there were some takes on there that were not so great. And I'm talking to the person to what the month? right of what me. Month? What, month? what month did we record that? That's, 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 uh, that's we started, transparency. Uh, we started that the second week of the season. But, so October? So October. But, uh, November? But uh, somebody made a prediction that the Kings would be top three in the West. And uh, – the first Ooh. thing is that, uh, wow. that I, I had to because somebody was feeling very uh Hey man, they still got a chance. They got I the was, bonus I was now. feeling very bold with my statement. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I still think they have the right pieces. I'm not sure if they have the right coaching. Um, but wait, 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 okay, I don't want to cut you off, but what do you mean by the right pieces? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like they got they got good guards. They got good bigs. Like, they can make it work. They got, like, I believe they have better pieces than what the Nuggets have because all the Nuggets have is Jokic. Hey, I, I'm going to start this off, and I'm, I'm going to just kind of nip this in the butt here. My team 20 pieced you two times. So, uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 and one of the Morris twins hasn't returned. So let's, let's, yeah, I know. I don't, we'll, think... we'll, we'll get to that point, but don't praise that. What's no, wrong with you? I'm not praising it. I'm just saying a bully got bullied. Hey, hey. we still got plenty other bullies. Just and, and, and then out. I, I, I saw the news on Twitter, man. They said Jamal and, 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 uh, MPJ is coming back soon. Yeah. Well, before we get talking about the nuggets, we just had the freaking craziest trade deadline in recent memory. Um, so the big headline news was Ben Simmons and uh, James Harden getting traded. Um, so the 76ers got James Harden and Paul Millsap, and the Nets acquired Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a Sixers 2020 first-round pick unprotected, and a Sixers 2027 first-round pick top eight protected. So, Kev, like with the draft picks there, are you – concerned about the draft picks or those draft picks that you're not really worried about because you still haven't beat at that time uh yeah i'm not concerned about the draft picks um honestly especially for i still expect that them to be good at that time but even though Joel, you know for the most part has had injury issue this is probably his most his least injury riddled season um in the way Joel seems like let me i just I want to preface this. He seems like his prime is obviously he's in his prime. Now he doesn't strike me as one of those bigs that his prime is going to last for a very long time. And I know that sounds bad, but hit his skill. That's why I feel like the, the Sixers had to do this because having that dead roster spot of a player that they were paying so fucking much um, made no fucking sense. And I just, it it made sense. You can't waste, you can't waste what Joel Embiid, you know, probably the the front runner for league MVP. So MVP. I'm sorry. Pretty much, you're pretty much you're saying is the Sixers made a move in that window of time with Joel Embiid to maximize yeah. his to maximize his prime. 
Um, yeah, he's your star player. Yeah, you have to do something like that, and that's kind of something. And, and apparently, like, him and Daryl Moore has been lockstep, like with everything that's been going on. Every, they've been communicating on, 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 and off about what's going on and particular people who they they were searching for. But they they got their guy. Apparently, they got the guy that they wanted. Yeah, and what's crazy too is they got Paul Millsap, and I know like Paul Millsap isn't the Paul Millsap of old, but no, he's Paul still the Paul Millsap. Yeah, but it's still a veteran leader in that locker room, you know, who's been in those like tough games. I mean, like we saw what, what Paul tough Mills- games in Denver. I mean, we saw what Paul Millsap did with the Nuggets I, when I was gonna, when I was gonna say that series. too. Was, so this is what you do, like you just big up old former Denver players. No, <laughs> I, there's a reason why Gab said shit sap earlier. Paul that, shit sap. So that's like, his name. To to me, when the Nuggets didn't re-sign him this offseason, I was excited i was so excited because i right. felt like we had a great upgrade at that with the uh, signing uncle jeff um one of the one of the weird trades Ken, oh, no, no, aaron gordon keep going one of the weird trades that went down this uh trade deadline what i consider weird and felt like it was out of like nowhere was the mavericks and wizards trade for kp and spencer Dinwiddie. i felt like that was a trade that didn't really make sense to me but i understand why they made the trade just a little bit. Well, okay. So before I go, why do why was that trade weird to you? Okay, so for me, as I'm looking at the Mavericks, right, you got Brunson, who's now been inserted in the starting lineup, and he's been producing really at a high level from coming off the bench as a starting point guard alongside Luca. Um, I know they lost tim hardaway jr for amount of time so i kind of feel like that's why they went after spencer dinwiddie is to kind of fill in that tim hardaway role but i i can't see a a, a lineup where you have brunson dinwiddie and luca out there all on the court at the same time i feel like that's just not enough size at the wing position for the mavericks because they're already small as it is and losing somebody as christoph Porzingis, who's uh probably their better rim defender and a guy that can extend the court for Luca and in the pick and roll. I just feel like they never replaced that. I know they picked up David Bertans, but Bertans hasn't been himself in two years. He's been filled with injuries, inconsistencies. So, like, for me, I just feel like it was a lateral move, if not a downward move. Okay, so you made some good points, but uh, I'm not going to take credit for this because you guys know I listen to a lot of sports basketball podcast that's what i do while i work all day and if i remember the podcaster uh specifically i think it was zach harper from where is he with now uh the athletic um he was saying that he thinks and he he wouldn't go as far as that he had sources to but he believes that getting spencer dimwitty well first the Mavericks wanted out of the uh, the the Chris Tasperzingas um, sweepstakes. Like they yeah. they felt like his time, like he's always he's always been hurt. That him and Lucas never clicked. Like you know we've heard stories about when they first got together that they didn't even particularly like each other. And then you know those fences was mended uh, during last off season, I believe. And then apparently this season was great. But then you know while KP started off hot and Luca was not in shape. Uh, yeah. KP uh, got hurt again, um, predictably, and he hasn't played the same. He's still not shooting well from three, but yeah, obviously they just, yeah, he is. Um, he just 
They won it out of the sweepstakes. But basically, back to what I was saying, Zach was saying that um, the Spencer Dimwitty signing was to let Brunson know, like, they're going to try to squeeze Brunson as far as money goes because they're going to go into this negotiation where he he's you know he's played really well this season like you stated and he's going to be asking for upwards of 20 22 23 million dollars a year which the Mavericks don't really want to pay that because obviously they they have Luca on the the super max already before he even uh is that how old is Luca? 22 22 yeah, yeah 22. 22 so yeah he's already on the super max um go ahead i'm sorry and also with that trade happening the mavericks were able to extend uh, Din- uh, Dennis, or, uh Dor- dorian finney smith yeah. Yeah. yeah dorian yeah they extended him to what a four-year 55 or 52 million yeah they gave, him the josh, they gave him they gave him the josh richardson uh deal um, but they're going to try to squeeze, um, they're going to try to squeeze, um, Brunson because they know that he's a winning player. He wants to play for a winner. Him and Luca has this great chemistry. They, they play really well off each other. Um, they're actually boys off the court. Um, and not a lot of teams have salary cap. So if yeah. Brunson wants to go get paid for playing for the Pistons, they have fun. Yeah. Uh, they don't. I mean, if Brunson wants to go to the Magic, where they have like three freaking point guards, go ha- go have at it. Um, there's not a lot of suitors. Um, you know, Portland created a whole bunch of crap space. I'm sure we'll, we'll probably get to that. But you know, there's no place for him to play there either. Um, there's not a lot of suitors out there um, for a, a player like him. So I think it was like a wake up call to him to Brunson. It's like, hey. I know you want this kind of money, but we're, you know, we're going to try to squeeze you and try to get you in that 15 to 18. That's how much we want to pay you a year. Cause they don't want to pay him 20 because they already have bad contracts on their books already with Norman Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. So. And now Dorian Finney Smith too, dude, what the <laughs> hell is that? So that's too much damn money. Dustin and I were talking about it yesterday. That's, that's like, the starting, that's the starting price for a three and D guy though. And that's that, what it really is. And that's what I was telling her. And Kev, you and I have talked about this before. The Mavericks had a very tradable contract with Den- uh, with him. So with them extending that, do you see if that doesn't work out with, let's say they are able to recite Brunson and let's say Spencer Dinwiddie's not panning out. Do you think you see them later down the road, either pairing Smith and Brunson or Dinwiddie and and Smith, I think I think that's a, I think that's exactly what they're doing because ultimately, a team with Spencer Dinwiddie and Brunson as your and Tim Hardaway Jr. like they're all relatively small. Like and, yeah. and those are the most those are the players that you're going to be paying the most. And Dorian Fifty Smith, while he is the three and D guy, and he's you know he's asked to guard a lot of the best perimeter players. He's relatively thin too. Like he, you don't ask Dorian Fifty Smith to guard Kawhi or LeBron or. Giannis. KD, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you don't you don't ask him to do those things, um, so I, I do see that happening because I think what uh Mark Cuban and 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 uh the Mavericks are doing, I think they're just they're just they're sitting on their hands. They know they got contracts like like we just talked about. Like while you feel like Gabby that Dorian Finney Smith is overpaid, he might be to some people, but some people like him. Like he. For whatever reason, there's a lot of GMA. Like Duncan. Duncan over <laughs> too. God damn. They, they, 
there's a lot of executives that that really like him and and they, he can really help out a contender. So I I feel like he is a player that can be packaged and sent off for maybe a player like Bradley Bill if he's available. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Um, maybe they try to make a run at uh, Miles Turner. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what Indiana has been willing to deal. I mean, they were willing to deal Sabonis and I mean some. Some people believe Kyrie Irving will be a free agent this season because they don't know what's happening over there. Who wants that guy? <laughs> Mr. Uh, freaking half the season, Mr. Only away games. What, what, Mr. Did, what did uh, Charles Barkley say and, the other day? But, but half in, a man, in, half a half see, half a season. <laughs> but in, in Dallas, they don't care about no vax mandates. It's yeah. different. That's over true. There. Texas, Texas, like they COVID. They who? They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. So that's why they, they you know. This is just the stuff that, that that was speculated that I heard. So, so Gab, yeah, Kevin and I kind of talked about a couple of trades. What was a trade that stood out to you that you were like, oh, this is a good, like, trade for both teams? Um, No one. Really? Everyone shit the bed. Okay. What is a trade then that you think is like a head scratcher then? Like, why did they make that trade? Um, The Celtics and the Rockets. What the hell they getting Daniel Tice back for? They sent him off to two different teams just to get him back. But I, I mean, always – oh, I'm sorry. Keep, go ahead. Go ahead. De- getting rid of Dennis Schroeder, like, by all means, like, he he sucks. <laughs> like, we know this. That's why he fumbled the Laker bag. And look, like, the Lakers been shit since then also. Like, it's just a mess. And- One of my favorite things that happens in the league is when a, a, a player that once played for a team comes back that has no allegiance to the team – and the first thing they do is tweet, I'm back home, when it's like, that's not your home. <laughs> they yeah. trade, oh, you mean they, like, they like salary Edith dumped Cantor? Freedom? Like Cantor, freedom, yeah. Who's yeah, gone exactly. to Portland twice, who's gone yeah, to Boston yeah. twice, like, like dude. No, Dan, no, Daniel Tice, that's not home. Al Horford, I love you. <laughs> the, the Celtics got rid of you and they brought you back. Right. <laughs> like, it's not home. Yeah, like, what does that say about the organization? Because they literally, they've done this to so many guys. It's gonna be funny when Isaiah Thomas calls it home when they they resign him because the Celtics open up three roster spots right uh, with the trade deadline. It's gonna be funny when he calls it home. But continue. So with the trade deadline, I think we pretty much covered a lot of that. Um, what also oh, happened? Go ahead. Can I say one more thing about the trade yeah. deadline? Yeah, I go feel ahead. like we. I, I feel like, you know, we talked about um, we talked about the Sixers, but we didn't talk about Brooklyn. At all, we didn't talk they about won. Ben they won the Simmons. trade. I'm sorry, yeah. they won the trade. We I mean, we didn't, we didn't hit on Ben, the guy that literally we've been talking about. I don't know for 24 months. Can, can, <laughs> can like... I be honest with you, Kev? Did, yeah. When he got traded, like I was telling, uh, I was telling one of our coworkers, Danny. He's like, "Man, where do you think Ben Simmons is going?" I said, "Bro, I literally muted Ben Simmons off of my timeline. Like, I was tired of it." And, like, so when he got traded, I was like, dude, it's about fucking time. Like, I can unmute you now, and, like, I can hear about you. Because, like, I I was just tired of it. Now that he's traded and with Brooklyn, like, I want to see him play. Like, enough of all the talk. I just want to see you play. I want to see if you can get back to that level that you were before last year's playoffs run, you know? And I think we're going to get freaking all-star Ben Simmons back. The one that so. LeBron was talking about was his young so. king, all that shit. I, be- yep. I believe it. He's because got- that's, why, 
That's why I feel like we just skipped over and didn't talk about it. I was just like, Ben, I mean, I, I'm not mm-hmm. one of these people that's just going to say Ben's in the perfect situation because if Kyrie was a full-time player, then I would say he's in the perfect situation. I mean, but he's in a really good situation, though. I mean, Kev, let's, let's kind of talk about this now that you kind of bring this up. Isn't this kind of the team that you would want to have around Ben Simmons with shooting? I mean, they still yes. kept they kept yes. Joe Harris. They kept, yeah. they brought Seth Curry along. They got Kevin yeah. Durant, who's a fucking elite scorer and a shooter. And they got a big guy that's down there that's willing to catch lobs and do the dirty work. So, I mean, like, if you want to talk about a perfect situation for Ben Simmons, I think this is close to it. And the pressure is going to be completely off of him because yeah. he's not there to score. He's not there to shoot. Like, they're literally going to let Ben be Ben. And we see how uh, – um. When when you're on Kevin's good side, Kevin Kevin protects you. Kevin Durant protects you. Not like yeah. how Kevin did uh, James Harden during the draft. Oh, but man, um, that was funny. Dude, that was probably the funniest draft ever. So, oh my god! And speaking about the draft, let's Go let's ahead. let's bring it up. Let's talk about the draft, <laughs> Kev. Obviously, you watched it because you're you're mentioning it. I watched it, and I, I think it. I think that I was probably. I think that is. I think from All Star Weekend, I think that was the best thing that Comedy. they ever Comedy. added was having Comedy. Shaq, Chuck, Kenny, and and um, Ern, er, er, Ernie, yeah, Ernie, Ernie. Yeah. narrate that whole thing with LeBron and KD. And I thought it was so funny that KD that whole time was trying to play like a serious face, like, "Oh, I'm just here to, for business." And then uh-huh. Chuck and Charles and every everybody was just piling it on, and Kevin Durant just finally gave in, and it was actually having fun. So it was cool to see Kevin Durant actually have some fun. Uh, was he having fun? He felt like he was trying to have the serious face. He didn't want to necessarily laugh because it's still fresh. And <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was it was a little awkward. I feel like Kevin didn't really want to be there. I, I wish he. I bet because uh, I, if I remember correctly, the first time they did this, it was on video call. It was like a literally call. It wasn't mm-hmm. no video on it. Yep. Um, it was I with Giannis. Yeah, I would. I bet. I bet Kevin wish it was just a, a call instead of like actual video. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I loved it, man. It was, you know, um, I'm all for the troll. And if there are, I believe in basketball guys. I don't know if you guys do. Please give us Philly Nets playoff series. Like I'm begging. I, I don't like. I don't care about anything. Like now that you know, my Blazers are not in contention. They're not. I don't even think they're going to be in playing. Uh, R.I.P. The, Rip City. Right. Yeah. R.I.P. Rip City. <laughs> um, Rip. Rip. The, the, uh, <laughs> The Lakers are not going to do anything in the playoffs. So, like, I'm um, this, 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 this. I literally have no dog in this in this fight. But let me give me Philly, but give me the give me the the, the Nets versus the Sixers in the playoffs. So, if, let's say Ben, me. let's say Ben Simmons comes back, and let's say the Sixers continue to cruise, and the Nets come back. Right now, the Nets are sitting at an eight seed, and the Sixers yeah. are sitting at a fifth at a at the fifth seed. So what is the it's the four or five matchup, right? So we gotta hope that the Nets and the Sixers get that four or five matchup. If not, they can meet in the second round. That's fine. I know, and I know Joel Embiid is craving that. Like I know he's like uh, I know just like how John Moran said he climbs up chimneys because he wants smoke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Joel. I know Joel wants that. So. Um, we're gonna go ahead and read off the teams just for the people at home that don't know, and then we're gonna right. we're gonna pick our predictions of who's gonna win the game. Alrighty, let's get it. Alrighty, so on Team Durant, it is 
the starting five is Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young. And then as the reserves, it's LaMelo Ball making his first all-star debut. Also, same for Ja. Um, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, another first-time all-star, and uh, Kat. And then for Team LeBron, you got LeBron starting with Giannis, Curry, Jamar, Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Luka Donich, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Vliet. So now we got this all out here. Before Gab gets on, she's got a very strong opinion about Darius Garland. And before oh, she's she got gets, a hill. Oh, not oh, just Darius hill? Garland. She's got a hill. She's oh, got she, a hill. She, she wants to die on. Oh yeah, she she does. But before we do that, Kev, who do you think is gonna win this All Star uh, matchup? Giannis is Giannis doesn't know how to not play hard. Yeah. Giannis doesn't know how to take it easy and play an All Star game. Giannis, Giannis Curry, LeBron, and move on. <laughs> don't forget, Jokic is also in that starting five. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to give the chicken nuggets. I any know, I know, I get it, I get it. Hey, Trust yeah. me, I, I get it too. Uh, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Gab and I got into a little disagreement about the Nuggets and uh, Heat, and it, it kind of went a little but heated. Now that they're getting those guys back, that's a that's a six seed. Though nobody want to see that's no. that's bad, boy. I mean, so Gab- we'll see if MPJ can stay healthy. Like with his track record, dude, he's been injured more than he's been healthy. Even if Murray stays healthy, though. Even if Murray stays healthy, though. That's true. So, Gab, who do you got winning? You got Team Durant or Team LeBron? Come on, dude. Why are you asking me this dumb shit? Hey, hey. You go with Jimmy? Jimmy's on the other team. Oh, no, Jimmy's on LeBron. He's on Team LeBron. But my problem is Team Durant's being coached by my guy. Oh, that's right, Erica. Yeah, Erica. both coaching them, and so I'm like, "Damn, what the Erica hell?" Spolstra. Erica Spolstra. <laughs> okay, so Gab, I'm gonna throw this one to you. You got a very strong opinion about somebody that was left off this list. I, I, Kev, we got to clear out on this one. Gab, the floor is Go yours. Ahead. Go ahead. Jared Allen got snubbed. I agree. With that. Um, point blank period. Jalen Brown got snubbed, point blank, period. I don't believe Fred Van Fleet should be in this as well. Um, Who else? Who else am I? Andrew Wiggins should not be a starter. I'm not saying he shouldn't be an all-star. I I I believe he should not be a starter. I agree with that. And, doesn't. It doesn't compute. Oh, my God. It just doesn't make sense. And, like, with – okay – I love watching Tatum. I think Tatum is great, but I would have had Jalen Brown in over Tatum. I'm sorry, but if you're going to pick one between the two, I'm going to pick the dude that dropped 50 points twice this season over the guy that's, you know, like, yeah, Jason Tatum gives you great numbers, but Jalen Brown gave you 50 fucking points twice. That's true, but how many games has Jalen Brown missed this year? Mm, I mean, yeah, how many games has Jimmy Butler mi- missed? Yeah, but Jimmy That's Butler is the number one team in the East. Yes, I understand that. And if our guys have been healthy, Garland wouldn't be in this. Fred Van Fleet wouldn't be at this because Kyle Lowry would take his ass, and so would freaking Bam. So don't get me started on this shit. 
Hey, Kev, the Heat Nation podcast has started. <laughs> hey, man. So for you I guys- think we've played like 14 games together, and we're first in the East. So shout out to our bench guys and our other guys that – the you only know, thing I would say, Gab, like I agree with you about the Jalen Brown thing because he plays Bosa. Oh, actually, it's not that different. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up because I thought J- I thought Jalen averaged 27 points a game. He's closer to 26, and Jalen Brown's at like 24. So it's not that. It's literally a point difference, and he's shooting better from the field. You know what? Kind of right. Jalen Brown, numbers, like he he does he higher field goal on. percentage. Higher three-point percentage. Only thing he's beating him in the free throws. He kind of got a point. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my... JB got snubs, but JB's such a good guy. Kinda, he's like, JT's going to res- – he's just going to represent for the both of us is what he said. I was like, hey, so... damn, he's a good guy for that. But hell not. My teammates thought, love me. I swear I thought Jalen was uh, Jalen was averaging like – I mean, uh, Jason was having like 27, 28. But I, I guess I'm wrong. So I do got to bring up a point here, and it's a question to the both of y'all. There was a tweet that was recirculating. At, at, the, at this time, this, uh, the Celtics were the 10th seed, and the Hawks were the 7th seed. Somebody made the point, the reason why you can't have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in there is because nobody wants to watch anybody that is a ninth or a 10th seed. So well, that's not true. LeBron's a ninth seed. Right? Exactly. So that's my point. But he is, just happens to be the face of the league, though. <laughs> yeah. He happens to be the face of the league. But so what somebody was saying and made the suggestion, they they brought that point up. They're saying, would you rather have it to where the NBA only was allowed to pick from playoff or from teams that were in the playoffs and in the playoff hunt? Or do you think it should just be, be based off of players' numbers or like how would you fix the system? I think the system is fine. It's just we're always going to have snubs because they don't have 15-man rosters. As long as you do 12, we're going to have – or 13, I think. Is it 12 or 13 now? I forget. I think it's 13, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like as long as you have that – like if you have two more slots, then, you know, everybody that we feel like are all-stars potentially makes it. So um, I just – there's always going to be snubs. There's been snubs since the beginning of time. Everybody feels like their guys should make it. And to go uh, with your other uh, question, no. Like, for All-Star, it's for the fans. Like, if we don't get LaMelo Ball in in All-Star game, uh, like, literally his game is catered to All-Star game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Run and gun, lob, dunk, you know. Um, uh, Same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. While I thought he wasn't going to make it, because I thought, like, there was, for some reason – People were suggesting that Anthony Davis should be an all-star, and I thought they was fucking wild. I was like, They're drunk as shit, just like the 75 (laughs) list. Just like that damn 75 list. I I was like, no, he should not. It should be, as much as I'm, you know, uh, Dustin, you know, um, uh, who do we talk about? Why can't I remember his name? Who do we talk about Cat all the time? at uh, Charles. Charles. Shout out to bum-ass Charles. Um, He, uh, I've never met of the. He's like the biggest Carlin Towns fan I've ever seen in my existence, and I while I don't hate Carlin Towns, but the fact that this dude constantly brings up Carlin Towns and tries to make it seem like AD like Cat is better than AD, which the conversation has gotten closer, and AD hasn't particularly 
stamped it that he's better than, but I still like will lean towards AD in my opinion. But hey, Kev, yeah, I got off that. He can't. So I when I was at work today doing okay. a delivery. He okay. came up to me and said, Cat's better than Jokic. I about, I damn it. I, I walked away. I walked away. Let me tell you, that's he's how much a, of a big Cat fan he is. I, I walked away. He's an idiot. That's, that's, well, let's just go. He's an idiot. Let's just start <laughs> yeah. saying shit like that. Charles, yeah, if you ever listen, you, you'll see him. Tell him to check out this part. I don't, oh, know I, what, I don't know what minute we're on right now, so you can tell him just, Charles, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Yep. I, hey, ditto. Exclamation point, point proven. So, yeah, back to what you guys were saying about like just picking the top teams from both the East and the West in order to make the All-Stars. I don't agree that that should be based off that because San Antonio is the 13th seed. And what DeJounte Murray is doing over there in San Antonio, he's doing the Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's work for Popovich and like and the rest is Antonio because my god I have him on my fantasy team and that dude the last time I checked got me a triple double with 134 fantasy points today alone well Gab you gotta mention that our, our fantasy point or our fantasy point league is uh really high on points so it we, is we, we catered but... the points a little too high but we're gonna kind of segue into the three-point contest because uh oh god I got a lot of bitching about this too <laughs> it, listen Gab if we listen to you bitch about this, we'll be here all night. So we're we're just gonna right now, we're just gonna pick the our winner. So for the three-point contest, you got Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. Kev, who do you think is gonna be the favorite to win this? And who do you think who do you want to win? So on the uh Jarrell and I did a pod that will be coming out uh, ho- hopefully Monday. Um, I-, I will be remiss because he-, he brought up a good point, but then I diffused it because that's normally what I do with him. Um, why is it Malik Monk in this three-point con- competition? I agree. Why is Cat in it? Cat's a sniper. <laughs> he's, he's a sniper. Um, but I told Rel, so Rel, this was, that was Rel's, uh, opinion. He was like, why isn't Malik Monk in this thing? And, you know, he, he, cause you know, Jarrell is dramatic by any team that he falls in love with. Um, my point was this, what would it, we don't know if Malik Monk was asked and he just said, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> cause that happens all the time and nobody talks about it. But like, if, you know, if Malik Monk was asked, if he wasn't asked then that's a travesty. Yeah, um, I agree. So honestly, so Gab, I think I'm going with Cat for the winner. I think I am, because while he's a seven footer, he his shot has no motion. Like he he's his shot is like perfectly set up for a three point competition because he just does this. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not a lot of leg motion. It's just it's just him doing. It's a lot of upper body and it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of arm. It's no it's no jumping in this in this thing. So. If I had to pick out of the out of those people, I, I would I would pick Cat. Okay, Gab, who do you got? Ice Trey, Zach Levine, man. And, and no disrespect to CJ, you still my guy. You probably will come in second, but you know, Cat. Uh, to be honest, I'm gonna go with the dark horse here. I'm gonna go with Desmond Bain. I'm gonna go okay. with Desmond Bain. I feel like Desmond Bain, like. 
uh, he recently did that interview with uh, JJ Reddick on the JJ Reddick podcast, and uh, yeah. he wants to prove something. I feel like he fe- he feels like the uh, Memphis Grizzlies get disrespected a lot, so I feel like for them to start respecting it, I think he has to win this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at three point uh, leaders right now. He, last time I looked at this, he was number three. I guess he's gone down now. But yeah, I, I oh he's number sixteen now. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. That's yeah, that, I, that's done. I, I feel that's like I, I just feel like he wants he wants to prove the Grizzlies are a, a place to be at, and I feel like he I feel like he wants to cement that legacy of hey, we're here. We're not just yeah. that team like we were before where we're all about defense and grit, this, that, and the next thing. He wants to make some noise and change, I think, the background of what everybody thinks of the Grizzlies, you know? Right. Gabby, on a side note, when and where did P.J. Tucker become the sniper that he's shooting 47% from three? What world is <laughs> – what planet are we on? What um, is this? Dude. What? He loves Miami. What? He what fits is happening? in so well. So I actually from three? What? So listen, listen to this. What's when the trade them made. if he would have shoot forty seven percent from three? What the hell is happening? So I told Dustin, because y'all know how I felt about Jay Crowder and like how hurt I was that he left. But PJ Tucker is the more consistent version of Jay Crowder. And that's literally like who I prayed for. I swear to God, like this dude, what he does and what he brings to this team. What is happening? Dude, PJ, PJ's that fucking guy. Hey, hey, Kev, as as Gab would like to say, Miami's got a bunch of bullies. PJ Tucker's not guarding the best defender anymore. He, Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle all take turns. So Yeah, they take turns. So now he has that rest that he wasn't getting in Milwaukee because in Milwaukee he was the defensive stopper, and then occasionally he'll have a game where he just couldn't miss. Now in Miami, he's been more of a consistent shooter because he hasn't had to take all that damage from just. And he doesn't shoot any, and he only shoots the corners too. Like yeah. he doesn't, you don't see him on the wing. He only shoots the corner. He just sits yeah. in the corner. And a great thing about him is he plays such great defense. Like he's the reason why Miami takes the most charges in the league. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. And the I it's I love this for PJ Tucker. I I've always been a fan of PJ Tucker. I just like his... I'm glad he got a ring with Milwaukee because you know I think he was a great factor with them. And then him coming over to Miami, I was like, is this happening? Like are y'all for real? I was like, oh it's a fucking done deal. Kyle PJ and then they added Markeith. I mean obviously Markeith Right. Jokic killed yeah. him. Jokic yeah. killed his ass. Like hey, he has not been back. A bully gets bullied by a bigger <laughs> bully. All right. So while we're kind of still on this all-star topic, before we get back into our predictions, we got one contest that's left that everybody kind of still holds hope for. It's the slam dunk contest. So the four participants is Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano, Anderson, Jalen Green, and Obi Toppin. So. I'm going to go with the young rookie. I'm going to go with Jalen Green because that dude got some bounce. And I feel like he, you know, not having a great of a season, but I feel like if he wins the dunk contest, I think a lot of people would forget the rough start he had. Can no, we, they won't. <laughs> can we briefly talk about this lineup and 
and talk about how sad I am that John Morant is not in the dunk contest? Yeah, dude, what the hell is that? And why is Cole mm. Anthony in this shit? <laughs> Cole Anthony was your first question mark? My first question mark was Juan Toscato Anderson. Uh, I tried to no. watch that guy dunk s- on somebody, and he barely got Juan. off the ground. Juan, Juan, Juan gets up, though, but, you know, he's he's kind of out of the rotation with the Warriors now since they have their literally strength of numbers. He's, like, the, the 12th man. If he's your, like, 12th man, your team is deep because he's actually yeah. not that bad. He's not um, that bad, buddy. I don't know. We don't know him as a dunker, though. That's the only uh, thing. And Cole yeah, Anthony is right. Uh, I don't. I haven't watched the Orlando Magic game. All I don't watch bad basketball. Um, <laughs> um I um, but yeah, uh, Ja, what are you doing? I know. This is how you make your legacy, Ja. Reconsider, please. <laughs> Yeah, please reconsider. I feel like if they added John Morant and took out either Juan or Cole Anthony, I feel like this would be a great dunk contest because I feel like with Obi Toppin, we know he can he can throw down. We know Jalen got the hops and he's got some creativity. I just feel like they're missing one more guy to make this like more competitive. I feel like it's going to be – I feel like the final is going to come down to Jalen Green and Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin is the most like obvious answer you could say because he was in it before, right? He was in it last year. He was in it last year, right? As his rookie. I can't remember if he was in it last year or not. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I want to say he was, but he didn't win. Yeah, no, he did definitely did not win. It was a Anthony Simons. Yeah, Anthony. Shout out to Rip City. Shout out to Rip City. So my question is, Kev, does CJ McCollum at any point in the three-point contest put on that uh, Portland Trailblazers jersey again or no? No, no, man. He's a Pelican, man. He's 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 gone and and you know, I, I felt the way. I felt I felt the way and but you know, I knew it had to happen. It was gonna happen, you know, it had to happen. So I, I get you. So we're gonna kind of move on to a recap of our predictions from the first episode. So now this is Middle, a little bit more than past the middle of the year. Um, so well, I got every- so it's middle-ish, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a little bit past. So I got everybody's predictions right here in front of me. You guys want to start on the West and get the shit out first and save the best for last, or you just want to go East first? Uh, let's let's get the shit out of the way. All right. <laughs> so for the West predictions, Gabby said uh, the Warriors, Kings, and Jazz in no particular order. I mean, so far, she's two for three. I mean, if we count the Kings, I feel like that should be a minus, like, ten. So she was like, <laughs> that that was a pretty bad one. Look, man, they just got to bonus, though. There's still time to turn this freaking season around. I think Darren Fox should have been the one sent the fuck out instead of Tyrese, but that's a conversation for a different day. I fuck agree. you, Darren Fox. <laughs> and then uh, Kev. You pretty much hit this on the on the head for the West. You had the West, Jazz, and the Suns. So I, I don't think you have much Wait, chance there. Where where is the Jazz at? They're the fourth now, right? They're fourth now. Yeah, they're the fourth. They're team. the fourth now, but at, you were looking pretty, still good, pretty good until they lost. Still pretty good. Yeah, yeah still pretty. And good. then I I was looking pretty good, and then my Nuggets decided to have other plans for me. So it, it's okay. It, you went with the Homer pit. You went with the Homer pit. Yeah, I, I had to. It, you know, it's like what I said before. They're a great regular season team. You know, right now, but I, them boys, is, the them boys is coming. Team. Them boys is coming though. I, boys to be coming. honest with you, to be honest with you, Kev, if we're the sixth seed and we gotta go and play the Memphis Grizzlies, I, I would rather have those guys sit. I don't want to risk hurting them even more. 
I have them serious. serious. To be honest, I just don't feel like the Nuggets, even with uh, MPJ and uh, Jamal Murray, is enough for the Grizzlies. That's how I feel. Um, Is there any changes to the West that you would like to make, Gab? Is there, like, (laughs) like, you want to – we get the Kings. They're playing for a playing spot right now, but, like, what was the Grizzlies a, a surprise for you? Um, kinda because I felt like they lost a lot with getting rid of Valanciunas and trading him in for Stephen Adams. Because what the fuck is that? But he's been a perfect fit, and they're yeah by doing nothing. Yeah, I know that he said he does a lot of things off the ball that a lot of people like especially for shooters like Des- or Desmond Bain and then coming off screens for John Morant. I, that's that's what you get that guy for is to set screens and fuck shit up down below. Yeah, but – and I think it's not talk, being talked about enough that uh, Steven Adams, I think next year is going to be expiring contract. So, like, he's going to – like, somebody's going to take that and they're going to be able to slide in a $24, $25 million player. They can get somebody good. Yeah. And- the Grizzlies, their front office, man. Who the fuck those? They did they shit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they did. So, Kev, with the West, do you see anything really changing? Do you like? Was there any teams that kind of took you by surprise? I mean, we could obviously say the Lakers, but we're gonna say that for a little bit later. Uh, I mean, no, the I mean the Grizzlies definitely caught me by surprise. Obviously, the Lakers' struggles was was uh, um, I don't want to say surprising, but like it. It was it was forecast that this is a possibility because of the clunky fit. Um, it was bound to happen. <laughs> they were just flirting with disaster. Um, the one thing that kind of took me by surprise is the Mavericks, because you know they started off the year so rocky, and now like That's I thought they when your superstar comes in thirty pounds overweight. Yeah, are you talking about Zion? <laughs> No, he like 80 pounds, like <laughs> over what he was already at. But no, for me, for like the Mavericks, like I'm just they really say surprised. He's in the best shape of his life right now. That's what they're saying. And he's up in Portland at the Nike facility working out. Yeah, with their trainers and everybody. But I, yep. I just still think the Mavericks are the surprise to me because of all of the injuries that they had. Luka starting off slow, Kristoff not being in and out of the lineup. And we got to give Jason Kidd some kudos because, uh, he he's done one hell of a job there in Dallas. People were already throwing dirt on him because of what he did with the Milwaukee Bucks, and you know, obviously, the cup incident is still like one of those memeable, funny moments that will live in Twitter infamy forever until the end of time. Um, but people were throwing dirt on him, man, because like they felt like you know he was he was going to get the Lakers job, obviously, uh, and a lot of people were surprised like that. Uh, Rick Carlisle, um, no, I'm sorry. Well, um, Mark Cuban um, decided to hire him, and yeah, shout out to Jason Kidd, man, for <clears throat> doing another hell of a job. I mean, wasn't Jason Kidd on that their one championship team? Why not bring a guy you already had before, like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of knows your system and can take over for Rick Carlisle because he because he doesn't do anything. Yeah, his uh. The, the people that were saying they didn't have reservations about his offense, they had reservations about his defense because yeah. the way that he – the defense that he implemented with the Milwaukee Bucks was clunky as hell, and it didn't particularly make sense. It didn't make sense at all. Um, 
You got any last thoughts about the West, Kev? Uh, no, I don't. Let's let's yeah. move to the let's move to the finals. The West Coast is not the best coast. It's, it's literally JV versus varsity. Let's get to the varsity. All right, all right. We'll we'll <laughs> move on to the varsity. So our varsity picks: Gabby had the Bulls, the Heat, and the Knicks. She was two for three. Yeah, Kev not bad at all. Had the Knicks, Nets, and Heat. <laughs> That's neat. Okay, so I was two out of three as well. And then, um, yeah, this is why you too early picks. Yeah, keep yeah. going. I'm sorry. And then I I had the Bulls, Heat, and Knicks, and uh, we were we were all drinking that Knicks Kool Aid because they came off a hot start. And Kev, Kev, you I said this the in the last pod. You you said this in the last pod that we did with basketball. You said I'm gonna regret this decision. It's too early, but I got it. You gotta say the Knicks, and I, I get you. I'm, pre- I'm pretty ourselves. good. See, look at me. I always, I always preface my my takes too. I'm pretty good at that. I've yeah. done this a while now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could tell you, you did pretty well. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah. So my question is to the both of you: Did you guys predict the Cavs to be the three seed as of no, today? No, no, no. Fuck no! no. Not no, with Darius no. Garland. How many no, times I gotta no. tell y'all this? Then no, them no. losing their. Uh, they lost uh, Sexton, Sexton and then the they lost Rubio right after that shit. And Rubio was playing a hell of a season. But let me tell you, that front office made some two moves that I feel like will help I this th- team and push them to that next level. I got to so definitely right. say Rondo and getting Careless Levert. So very, very, very. I'm mad that you said Rondo first before Careless Levert. <laughs> but I kind of sort of agree with you. I like to, to talk about Twitter, but the jokes on Twitter about LeBron going to leave the Lakers to join Cleveland again because they're so set up for another championship was just, like, hilarious. Like, I, I, I love jokes like that. It's, it's like LeBron's, I'm coming home and home and again. This third time's a charm. I'm coming home again and again. <laughs> hey, Kev, you, you heard what he said at the, uh, at the draft. I'm coming home at Akron Kid. Yeah, so, I'm coming I, home. I mean... I mean you are going home, LeBron, but you got to let go of Cleveland like they owe you something because I, I hate to say it. You left them in shambles twice. Yeah, he, he brought them a title. Nah, he didn't leave yeah. them in shambles. He did. Cleveland. Relax. 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 Never forget that That's shit. True. That's true. But he and also had a lot of help from Kyrie on that. Yeah, and what has Kyrie done it, since then? It, it takes help to win a championship. Yeah, right. yeah basketball's a team sport. Yeah, yeah but the, the most iconic moment from that, or I, a lot of people would say, is the Kyrie shot over Steph. The block is way better than the shot. Wait, you want to argue about this? I've argued about this no. to the Calcum zone. Are you serious? No, no, okay. no. no. Okay. I, okay. A lot of, I, I said a lot of people would argue the Kyrie shot is one the of The Kyrie those. shot is iconic. I don't want to. Yeah. Throw dirt on it like it didn't matter. It, it's literally the go ahead. It's literally the last bucket in the finals game to, to go ahead and win. But if you're gonna yeah. say that LeBron block is not more iconic, then yeah, something's wrong clean. with you. You know what? <laughs> like, you know what's you know what's more iconic is that uh, Draymond getting that tech and getting suspended. So I mean, wow! Because I, I mean, because uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. If Draymond doesn't get suspended, that series is a wrap. I didn't know that you're on this hill. That's great. Yes, okay. he is on What's this on? hill. I, I could have told you he was on this dumbass we'll, hill. We'll talk about this in, a, in, in, in <laughs> another, another time. Episode. In a future, yeah, that's time. crazy. That's crazy. But okay. I, 
I mean, I'm surprised with the Cavs, but looking at like the size of their players, I'm not surprised. They run with like three or four fucking bigs. Shout out to Kevin Love for coming back. We knew you had it in you, buddy. Dude, K Love, Larry Markinen. It's gonna be another Mobley, good bio, bio candidate next year. Gonna be you a really good so? another bio candidate. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's oh, man. They're, they're gonna it, the Cavs are like right there to like in with all these teams that are in the tax, somebody's gonna buy Kevin Love just to get off money. I get you. I, that makes sense on that part, but I don't think Cleveland gives him up, though. I think Cleveland is going to keep him because, I mean, dude, the no, dude. No, well, they'll, they'll want to swap. If they have a good playoff run to where they're like, yo, we can play with the Sixers. We can play with the Bucks. We just need one more, like, decent wing. Like, I can see them saying, like, Kevin Love, thank you for everything you've done. Your expiring contract. You're, what is he getting paid, 30? I think he's at 30, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like getting, like, 30-something a year. We'll take that and we'll bring, I don't know, give me a name. I don't know. Give me, I don't know who the next disgruntled wing is that will want to go to Cleveland to for potentially win the championship. But like that's, that's in the cards, especially, you know, nobody knows what happens in the NBA no more, man. This shit happens. I have like, who's the wing? Who's the wing? I got a trade idea, like with two teams that we were already like a team we were already talking about earlier that kind of okay. needs some size to them. Right, Dallas. They got a lot of like little guards that they could just drop off to Cleveland because they got the bigs already. That's true. I can. And it wouldn't I, uh, be like heavy. Yeah, that's true. I just but don't I mean, know that's that's off. just that was just a thought. Yeah, Since we were talking yeah. about Dallas earlier, like they got rid of KP. Thank God they got rid of KP, but <laughs> shit. <laughs> Man, that I Dallas, but I, I agree with Kev. They need more of a wing presence and like you getting somebody like Brunson and Dinwiddie. I'm I don't look, think that solves I'm looking that. At, I'm looking at rosters right now, but keep going. <laughs> but I mean, if they try to trade for like Smith, maybe because that's a three and D guy that they could potentially use for, for that system. But I, I don't know. I, I that's kind of a head scratcher on that one. I I have to take a little deeper dive on that one. Um, while we're take while we're kind of going back on the predictions and everything, let's let's kind of bring up the rookie of the year conversation since we're on the Cavaliers. So on the rookie of the year, Gab said uh, her her she got to stick with her people and she went with uh, Jalen Green. Uh, Kev went Mobley, and so far Mobley's looking like he's pulled away from uh, Scotty Barnes. I said Scotty Barnes. And if I pretty was, good at this, yeah, you, you're doing pretty good, Kev. I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty. And good at you this. know what Keep the going. crazy part is? You said you didn't even watch Mobley yet. At that point, no, I didn't even watch him. No. So now watch, that you got I a chance, now. So now that you got a chance to watch him, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, raw Tim Duncan Kevin Garnett hybrid. Okay, I can see that. I like that actually. I think that's a pretty fairly good description of him. Raw, not like really. I mean, he's raw offensively, but like raw Tim Duncan KG hybrid. I heard a lot of Chris Bosh. I, uh, I don't see a lot of that, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of Tim in there. There's some there's some KG in there. There might be a little splash of Bosh in there. Okay, I I, I see that. So, Gab, uh, you you picked Jalen Green. He was the number two draft pick. I get it. We, but 
if you this dude is a bust bro <laughs> like i hate I, no I hate we can't do that. first you can't bust. we can't, you we can't, can't label him a first year bust <sighs> he's in a situation right now where he's not really meant to succeed in and like i get that but you know you can't you can't go off of that like that. He's been hurt all year too. So like yeah, yeah I know. And then him and Kevin Porter Jr. It's, fight over the important. same freaking position. Yeah. yeah. Like it does not make sense. I, yeah. I get it on that. Um but I feel like between Scotty Barnes and Mobley, I it, you can't go wrong, but obviously the favorite is definitely Mobley. The Raptors are a six seed. Scotty Barnes is uh, the Raptors uh, also play big like yes, the Cavs. Yes, they do. They, no, they play a very interesting type of style of ball. I think that that will go on another episode with the Hill that I'm going to die on about Draymond Green <laughs> getting ejected. I think that I think that episode is going to come sooner than later because I I got a theory what, about the Raptors. This is going to make us record hill. tomorrow. What a terrible <laughs> hill! That's a there's not it's no green on that hill. It's just like a mud pile. Huh? No, nah, it's actually green on that side. Yeah, it's, it's not green on that hill. That, that hill sucks. I mean, that hill looked pretty good at that moment, but uh, <laughs> let's kind let's kind of move over to uh, most improved player. So we all said Miles Bridges from the Hornets, and are we all sticking to early that season, early season prediction shit? Yeah, no, um, I'm not sticking with that. Sorry. Damn, I'm not. I'm, I'm not either. Who'll be MPI? Most improved player, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte. Dejounte, probably. Because I, because I, I feel like Dejounte Murray, and this is kind of something that was kind of brought up in the last. Podcast. Wait, I mean, if we're gonna talk about players like Demar Derozan, would consider to be MPI too, right? I don't no? think so because, like, Demar. Demar, like you know, showed who he was in Toronto, and then he went to San Antonio, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna just like chill out and kind of try to be Demar, but not really be Demar." And then he went to Chicago, and I felt like that was like the perfect situation for him to be him. Okay. So I, I got I got something for you. I think, I, I, Nobody's. I think, really- I think Demar will be. I think Demar will be brought up. Like when they bring up the three leaders, I think Demar will be an MPI. But nobody, nobody's bringing him up, and I feel like everybody feels like the most improved award award should be like a young guy that's going to groom up to win MVP, right? Which like, a lot of people were talking Jaw. So like for Jaw, Jaw ja might be MPI. That yeah. that might. I forgot. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. John, I, I I think the top three is going to be Demar, Ja, and Dejounte. I feel like those are the three players that this year have kind of made that jump. Uh, I do got a bone to pick with the both of you about Dejounte. Here we go. You guys were a little, you guys were a little crucial of Dejounte this, uh, on the too early pod. You guys were saying that he's very inconsistent, he and was. That, and now. We're seeing a, a more consistent version of him. Do you guys take that statement back? Do you guys want Oh, to- I 100% take that statement back. That dude has 11 triple-doubles in the season since we talked about him. I So, I will go the other way. I won't take it back because I feel like Pop is giving him more of the keys. I, I feel like Pop is giving him more free range. I feel like... They've taken the ball out of Derek White. Obviously, we know DeMar was on that team last year, so he had the ball majority of the time. I feel like Pop was like, well, I don't know 
who wants to drive this car. DeJounte, here, here, here's the keys. Here, here, take it. And he's just, you know, he's doing donuts. He's having fun. So my question is, is the reason for DeJounte Murray's consistency is because he's a best player on a shitty team, or is he just that good? I've always thought DeJounte Murray was good. I mean, obviously, he early in his years, he was no more known for his excuse me, he was more known for his defense and like his ball hawking pick six ability to steal the ball. Um but you know I I followed him on I sound like a groupie. I've been following him on Instagram for the longest and I've actually seen his workouts. You know, I know he's a clutch client. Uh so I, I've like kind of watched him and played and paid attention to him closely. And um he's he's really all about family, his daughter, and working on his game. And if you can literally see that, you know, through his posts and through his Instagram and shit. So I didn't okay. have any doubt that he'd be good. It's just, he also tore his ACL at some point in his career. Yeah. So, like, he had yeah. to come back from that. And I think buzz cut DeJounte is so much better than the hair that he had before. You know, so. he dated Brittany Rayner for a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. So, while we're kind of talking about some defense here and talking about it, we made some, uh, Kevin and I made some uh, picks that aren't looking so hot at the current moment. Uh, oh, give, give, give them to me. Gab, Gab said her boy, Bam. Which if he hasn't, if he didn't get injured with his freaking torn thumb or wherever the hell, he would still be in the conversation for that. For defensive play of the year, as we talk about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Kev said AD, but you, let, let me clarify it. Let me clarify. You yeah. said for the Lakers to be good, AD needs to win defensive player of the year. And that's why the you're Lakers picking. aren't good. Listen, yeah. So, but good. yes. So you, you clear, I'm going to clarify that for you because <laughs> if I just say you picked AD, people are going to be like, Oh, what the hell does this guy know? No, you, you clarified <laughs> it. Um, and I picked Draymond Green. Let me say Draymond. Yeah. yeah. Draymond's hurt. Unfortunately, I think this injury is going to take him out of it because he's going to miss a he's been missing a significant amount of games. But it actually kind of helps his case because the Warriors defensively right now is a uh, trash. <laughs> they, uh, well, after watching him play a couple of times and everything, I just kind of was like, um, yeah, the Warriors need defense. And Draymond is that whole back line of defense for him. Uh-huh. Um, Agreed. Agreed. So who's left that's healthy that could win Defensive Player of the Year? Do you give it to Rudy Gobert? Hell nah. Um, Rudy has two, right? Or one? Yeah, he's he's B two B. Has two or three? He has three, I think. I think he's B two three. No, he yeah. won. He won. I don't remember. Two in a row, and then I think there's. Why are we guessing we have technology? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's three. Let's see. We're going to ask the almighty power of Google. While we're taking a look at this, let us know what your guys' picks are. (laughs) For real, let us know. DM us on uh, on Instagram. Gabby was right. He has three. I thought he had two. 
God. He won back to back, and then there was another win. year that he won. If he wins one more, like he's pilled, he, they they like he they, he's literally in the like Wilt Chamberlain conversation. He cannot that we can't let this man win another. Hell no! Nah. Get, get this shit and out of here. And it's sad because like get this shit out of here. His his I uh, agree. His awards. He's kind of really Dwight Howard, which you know. No, no, we can't do exactly. this. Exactly. Oh, my we God. Can't do we can't do that. No, 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 not at all. So, he can't win anymore. <laughs> no, he can't. So there's one award that's left that we covered, and it's MVP. Gab okay. said for MVP was Stephen Curry. Kev, you said Stephen Curry. I said Stephen Curry, but I really want to say Jokic. I'm sure you do. And... With the MVP conversations, do you guys still feel like Stephen Curry is the MVP? No, I'm sorry. No, no, he's not. Okay, who do you who do you he, guys think is that MVP? That slump he had was really weird and really long, and I mean, it hasn't really affected him that much I in mean, the standings because the, the would the you still say he's in that shooting slump? Because uh, I mean, I feel like we haven't had a curry game where he's just well guess what guess who the guess who the Warriors play tomorrow the Los Angeles Lakers I I feel like he's gonna step out of that slump sometime tomorrow um it's a good place to do it (laughs) it's a a great place to do it it's in it's in San Francisco so yeah I expect him to literally destroy Avery Bradley um but yeah he's been in the slump Yeah, that's, yeah, I think it's gonna. He's they gonna, they rest play every other game, dude. It's gonna be an inferno. Um, but I think Steph still has an outside chance. But I honestly feel like um, a, a, like most likely in my opinion, a center is gonna win MVP this year. It's either gonna be Embiid, Joker, or Giannis. Which Giannis, I you know, Giannis is literally one through five. So, so my um, question so is, a center is gonna win MVP this year. So my question is. Jokic, who won it last year, yep, is Shouldn't putting up. <laughs> this will go on the other pod when we do it on a hill to die. For a different day, Kev. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, and you're lucky I didn't say Jokic is going to win DPOI. Um, but yeah. if Jokic has better has better numbers last year, or from his, his numbers this year are better than what he had last year, and his supporting cast this year is way worse than what he had last year. Do you think he gets the the back-to-back, or do you think they give it to Embiid? Embiid is having a better season as of right now. Yeah. But <clears throat> Jokic is not that far behind. It's there. And then, to me, I, like – yeah, I, the, the the Bucks have been just like kind of sleepwalking. Now that they have all their guys together, I think they're just gonna wrecking ball the entire league in the second half after All Star. Um, and they upgraded their from Bobby Portis to uh, Serge Ibaka. I block mean, Bobby, Bobby Portis has been a sniper. You think he's shooting like thirty? Yeah, Bobby Portis is a great. Yeah, like so. I don't know if they've been uh, when they got that. I, I think he's literally. Um, Brooke Lopez insurance. That's that. Yeah. That's what my guess would be. What he is. Um, but they they sh- they don't need to change anything with Bobby. Bobby's doing fine. Um, but yeah, like Giannis. If Giannis has a, a month where he beats, because I'm sure there. I don't know. I I I haven't. You probably would know this better than me. Uh, how many times have the the Bucks played the Giannis? Have they played twice already? They they played oh, all their yeah. matchups. 
the Bucks and, 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 and Nuggets have they played all, all their games this year? I cannot tell you that one off the top okay. of my hand. Let me take a look. Okay. If Giannis has a month where he goes into Philly and destroys Embiid, and then he goes into Denver like you know a week later, like they're gonna give him MVP because those kind of matchups gonna gonna matter. Because I feel like the race is kind of close, but Embiid has like kind of like two legs up or a leg and a half up, and it it, it just takes one big matchup or one one or two big weeks for for that standings change. I think statistically, because Jokic averages a triple-double, like, yeah, he's obviously, you know, an MVP contender. But with the power that Joel Embiid has and brings, and he shows every single time he steps out there, he puts everything out there. Mm -hmm. Like, he's fighting for everything. So, I I got... One of the games pulled up right now. The last time they played was uh, the 30th of January. The score was 136 to 100, and the Nuggets smacked that ass. The chicken um, Nuggets. The chicken Nuggets smacked that ass. Uh, Giannis did play. He had 29-9-2. and two. Jokic had a triple-double. But... So I imagine in that game, one of the big three of the Bucks didn't play. All I think three, they only have like nope, five. They all... only have seven losses. All three have played. Three play? Yep, they all played game. over. They all played over thirty minutes. Besides Chris Middleton, he that played twenty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay, that was recently. So, Jokic had a eighteen, ten, and fifteen triple double while shooting seventy seven percent from the field. So, yeah. I mean, like you want to talk about being efficient and being a efficient scorer, he's definitely has improved on that this year. Um, the last time the Nuggets played the Bucks was the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. They uh, lost to the Bucks 120 to 109. And the box score was Giannis had 24, 13, and 7. And Jokic did not play this game. Um, also they both they, they played both of their games already. That's us. Yep. They played both of their games. So we won't be able to get that opportunity um to see that matchup again this year unless if they meet up in the finals which i don't think is going to happen i think that's, that's a stretch yeah that's a stretch for the the western conference team um i i definitely agree with you on that one um one of the last closing topics that we have kev is something yeah. that we kind of talked about and gab uh, this is about one of your boys tyler hero <laughs> so tyler hero did you probably did you did you purposely say his name like yes. that? You yes. sound yes. like you were saying he gyro. Always, uh... <laughs> so anytime that I answer the phone, I Tyler I always Hero. say hello. This is Tyler Hero. Wing wing Hero. So I I it's something I like to do. But uh, Tyler Hero at the beginning of the year said he wants to be considered in that topic of Jaw Morant and Luka Dantage. So my question is to the both of you. Did Tyler close that gap, or did Luca and Ja just run away with it, and Tyler's just playing catch up to where they were last year? This is your guy, so I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have your first crack on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Tyler Hero has been a hell of a player, hell of a sixth man for us. You know, he gets to start here and there because my team has not been healthy at all. <laughs> Um, I don't believe he closed the gap on Ja and Luca. I think, I think Luca right now is just chilling. 
Like, Luca has proved himself that, like, he's been playing professional basketball since he was, like, 14 years old. So, and he continues to show that, like, Luca makes, ev- like, he looks lazy out there, but he's still, like, dropping numbers like it's nothing. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? And we all know John Morant's having a hell of a season. Yep. Like, He's throwing that little body around like it's nothing. He got freaking clotheslined by Marcus Morris the other day. Goddamn. And he just got up and he says, I played on concrete. I grew up playing on concrete is what he said. And so he pushed his like, um, I don't know, like what he shows to us, like to a higher level. And I do think Tyler Hero is still playing a catch-up game. I think he's in his own ball game. Um, and I don't think he should be there with them, but he's still a hell of a player and he shows that. And that's why, you know, he's the reason why Miami's first in the East. He's just one of the pieces that, you know, we need to have. So I, I do have some Tyler Hero stats before you go, Kev. Give it to him. So he's averaging in 45 games this year. He's averaging about 33 minutes a game. Uh, he's averaging 20 points. That's five more points than what he was averaging last year. Um, his field goals made is up, but his field goals attempted is a lot higher than it was last year. So this year he's averaging about 17 shots a game versus last year where he was averaging 12. Um, the shooting, the field goal percentage hasn't really much changed. Last year he shot a little bit better. He's shot 43% from the field. This year he's shooting about a 42%. Um, he's taking one more three than he was last year. Last year, he was averaging five threes a game. This year, he's averaging six. Um, his three-point percentage is 37.8 versus what it was last year at 36. So there's a little bit of improvement. Um, so kind of knowing that, Kev, what do you, what do you think? Well, you agree with Gabby's point on that or? I'm going to make this short and sweet. Two are all-stars. One's not. Uh, two are the driving forces of their teams. One's not. One is in the heat culture where literally their team, they're like, you know, besides the LeBron James and, and Dwayne big three era, like their teams are always been of like a collective of players that to, to make it work, make it work well. And Tyler's like, he's a, he's an important cog in the machine, but that's what he is. He's a cog in the machine. He's not the machine. I, I get you. I feel like he's that spark plug that my na- Miami needs, but I feel like he can't run a team like Luca and Jaw can. And oh, absolutely not. So before we wrap this up, Kev, you got any yeah. closing thoughts? Any things you want to finish off with? Uh, yeah. So Portland, this is this is my love letter to the to my Blazers in uh, to Rip City. Um, uh, obviously, this week has been tough. We you know we we got. We, uh, we traded away Rolo. Um, we got rid of. Uh, um, uh, why can't I remember who who did we get? Ri- uh, why can't I remember his name now? See, this is how much uh, Robert. Not Duncan. CJ. That that's Rolo. Larry Nance. Larry Nance. Um, who hasn't been there that long? Uh, Norm Powell. We got rid of Norm Powell, who's been with us yep. two seasons, who I really liked. Um. Yeah, man, we this day was gonna happen. Um, especially if Dame wasn't hundred percent. Uh, now I'm I'm in the camp where like, you know, Dame's our hero. He's the best blazer of all time. Uh, I know people still want to say Terry Porter. It's not. Um, 
just whatever Dame wants, just just give it to him. If you want to just cash out Dame and then it just ends up being a bad contract at the tail end, like if that's what he wants, go ahead and do it. Um, if Dame decides to wake up in the offseason and he's like, you know, I've given the fans and this community everything and now I, I literally want to go out and try to win a championship, send me to a place to where I want to, but trade me so you guys get something back, do it. That's just basically where I'm at with with the, with the Blazers. Just whatever Dame wants, he should get because he's, you know, he's been the star in in this small market that I love for a very long time, and he's brought eyes to this this team and this community that not a lot of people care about because Portland, believe it or not, is one of the smallest markets in the NBA. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. Um, and yeah, man, that's that's my little love letter to the Blazers. All right, all right. Um, we gotta also. I gotta add one person that you guys lost was uh, Tony Snell. This is yeah. Serious. So just so just so just those four uh, four people that I mentioned because <laughs> I forgot he was on the team. Um, bye, Tony. Thanks. Hey, thanks hey, for nothing. Hey, thanks for not missing a free throw in three years. Thanks for not, thanks for not missing the fucking free throw, Tony. You didn't play much. Get the fuck out of here. Gab, yeah, you got anything you wanna? You want to write a love letter to Miami? I don't need to write a love letter to them, dude. <laughs> they're championship the contenders. Damn, those, what do you mean? They're, they're, they're championship contenders. Me far. They're championship My God, my they team. So, oh, they have been so exciting to watch this year for the first time since the bubble. And then before that, since the freaking big three gave me back-to-back championships. So I love this team. That's it. <laughs> I'm out. All I got to say is Jokic MVP. Uh, Definitely, while we wrap this episode up, definitely show some love to Kev and those millennials over there at Those Millennials Podcast. Absolutely. They're they're part of the fam. I love those guys over there. They got something special going on. You guys, like I said, just recently hit a milestone of 100 episodes. So definitely go show us the love. Let them know that we sent you over there. Kev, we're going to have you on again pretty soon, my man, to talk some more more basketball. No problem. No problem. Uh, like I told you, it's refreshing to not, not that I hate hosting, but not having to host <laughs> and have my brain move a million miles a minute. It's actually refreshing. So I appreciate it. Anytime, Kev, you're always welcome. And for next time, we'll see you later. Later. <laughs>